Hey there on this April 21, 2021. It's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun for Long. And I believe you're connected to this because you're ready for our Wednesday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Somebody watching news. I'm turning it off now. Yeah, I, I had it downstairs. <laughs> All right. There All we right. go. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, this morning... We have a few things we want to get off at the top, as they say. Uh, I wanted to, uh, right here before we begin, as I said, uh, let you know that for those of you who are considering uh, participating in the primary process to vote for governor, lieutenant governor and... uh, Attorney General, all that, all that sort of thing. That process begins this Saturday, uh, so you can, uh, in the same manner that you requested your ballots for president this past November, you can do that same. You can go to those same channels, and you can request your ballot for governor. And uh, I'm uh, hoping that you will consider uh, letting it come down to the two black women. And I say that because I believe that would be a very good morale booster um, for our people. Not that they have someone in office who can do something for them but for them to have someone in office who can prove what we can do for ourselves. I believe that is, that is the significance of finally having not just an African-American, but African-American woman in power. I know there's some who disagree with that because y'all think the men supposed to be in charge and that's the only one can run everything. I understand. I, I, I've been, uh-huh. I've been to Southern Baptist Church. I, I've been down to the Baptist Church. I understand. And so, uh, if you would consider that, like I said, go to the same channels you did to uh, get your ballots before. You can do that again. And uh, that will ensure that you will uh, you will get ready, as they say, to let yourself be heard here in a moment. Also, on this morning, my my, my notes are going off, letting me know that we got to talk. Because I know most of you are excited. You're excited because you heard yesterday and some of you seen yesterday and I feel that yesterday was a great opportunity for all of 
uh, most of you who have lived through the 60s and the 50s and all those eras where African American people have been uh, they've come up on the short end of the stick I believe yesterday was prime proof that there is a tide changing in this society and that soon and very soon this nation will realize that it is truly one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, But yesterday was proof that that does exist. And I know that makes a lot of you happy. And so I ask that you will, this morning, keep that in your prayers. Pray for the family. Pray for their their comfort and security, that this will uh, bring closure to them as they have to uh, ride off into the sunset, if you will, of this situation, finally laying their son, their grandson, their uncle, their brother, father, to rest. And then go on to fight the good fight of faith. As uh, the president of these states United said yesterday, it's, 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 it's not a conclusion, but rather a beginning. It's a start. It's a historic start. And so what I would like to do this morning, if I can, is have my dear mother, grandmother come, and she's going to open us in prayer. Let me give you the itinerary. She's going to open us in prayer. And then once she does that, I'm going to talk about that piece of business that I shared with you a few minutes ago. And then after I do that, Mama Bell is going to serenade us by tickling those ivories. And then we will be ready to go on this Wednesday morning. Does that sound like a good idea? Okay. Yes. All right, my dear mother, grandmother. Most holy and all wise Father, we just love you, we praise you, and we magnify your name. And God, we thank you because you love us so much. And God, we thank you because you woke us up this morning with the blood still running warm in our veins, with the activity of our limbs. And our, as we come to you, Heavenly Father, we say thank you. We thank you for this beautiful sun that's shining this morning. God, we ask you to shine on us as that sun is shining, God, that we might be lights in this dark world, that we might be encouragers in this dark world, that we might lift you up high in this dark world, God. We come to you this morning because we need you, God. We cannot do it of ourselves, God, but we depend on you, God, that we 
will trust that you will work every situation mm-hmm. out in our lives. We trust in you, O oh, merciful Father, for everything that we stand in need for. God, we thank mm-hmm. you for blessing the family, God. We thank you for letting justice roll forth, God. And God, we pray right now, God, that you will let justice roll in these other parents' lives, God. You know all about the heartaches and the disappointments and the hurts, oh God. And we pray right now, God, that you will minister to your people. God, we need you, God. Without you, we can't make it. And God, we trust in you this morning, God, to make everything all right. We ask you to bless those children at that wall. God, you know all about them children. You know about their parents. You know about the heartaches, God. God, I pray right now that you open doors for them children. I pray right now, God, that you will minister to every child, every woman, every boy, every girl, God. I pray right now, God, that you will just open up ways out of no way. God, you know the country is hurting. Not only the United States, but this whole wild world is hurting, God. Oh, God, look on those in that coronavirus, God. Oh, God, they need you. They're crying out to you. They need your help. They don't have no virus, God. They don't have this medicine, God. But we're asking you, oh, God, that you be the medicine to them, God. We're asking you to bless them this morning, God. Oh, God, their soul is crying out to you this morning, God. Help, 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 oh, God. Help them, oh, God. You told us to pray one for another, God. And we pray in this morning, God, that you will intercede in their lives, God. Look on our loved ones, God. Those that's out of the ark of safety, God. Those that's go, God, that just traveling your mercies under their feet. God, look on our children. Look on our grandchildren. Look on our nieces, our nephews, God. Our sisters, our brothers, God. Look on them this morning. Save this morning, God. Oh, God, we ask you to draw them in the fold before it's everlasting too late. Help us, oh, God, to hold on to them. Pray for them, God. Help us. You said pray one for another. Help us, oh, God, to look on our families and remember them, oh, God. Oh, God, we said, well, they're grown and they they got to make their own decision. But God, somebody pray for us, God. And we asking you this morning to teach us how to pray for them, God. Teach us, oh God, how to lift them up all day long as we think about them, God. Help us to lift them up to you and knowing that you will draw them in the fold before it's everlasting too late. We just thank you this morning. Bless every listening ear, God. Bless every heart, God. Oh God, bless us this morning, God. We stand in a need of prayer, God. We stand in a need of help, God. Oh, God, help us this morning, God, to walk in the light of your word. We pray in this morning, God, that you will move all fears, all doubts, all mistakes, all the things out of our way, God, that we might trust you, God, that we might put our faith holy, holy, holy in you, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, you know what each listening ear is standing in need of, God. Some need healing. Some need finance, God. Some need, oh, God, just encouragement this morning. God, we asking you to shower down on us. Shower on us, dear Heavenly Father. Shower on us, God. Oh, gracious Father, we just thank you this morning. We pray for the workers out there in the street, God. We pray for the bus drivers, God. We pray for those truck drivers up and down the highway, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, keep their eyes open, God. Keep them, oh, God, that they won't go fall asleep, oh, God, and cause accidents and kill themselves, God. Oh, God, we lift it up before you this morning, God, because we need you, God. We need you, God. Only you, God, 
can keep us, God. Only you can make the way for us, God. You said without you, we are nothing, God. And we trust in you this morning, God, to be ever with us, God. Look on those, oh God, is running for office, God. You knows all about them, God. You knows who need the job. You knows who's qualified to do what needs to be done in this day and time, God. And God, we praying right now that you will let justice roll forward. You will let people be in the Oh, empower God that will help one another. Not in there for the money, not in there just to say that I made it through. Oh, God, but helping someone that's got a, a heart of compassion, a heart of love, a heart of patience, God. Oh, gracious Father, look on the people that's running for the office. We don't know who's best, but God, we know that you know who's best. And God, we praying right now that you will put the one in there that you know that will listen to you and that will do what's right about the people. Oh, merciful Father, we put it all in your hands this morning. And we say thank you this morning, God. We just praise you this morning, God, because of who you are. We praise you because of what you said that we can stand on your word. Your word will not fail us. Your word will keep us, God. Your word will open up our understanding, and we can draw closer to you, God, because we can put our trust in in your word. We must believe what your word said, God. Help us to read your word, God. Help us, oh God, open up our understanding as we read your word, God. You said, fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, because I am going to take care of you. I am opening doors for you. Fear not because I am with you. Whithersoever you go, I am with you. Always remember God said he's with us and he don't lie. He is ever holding our hands. He is ever with us. No matter what the wind may blow, no matter what the rain may fall, the storms may come, but God is there with us and we can put our trust in him. We just want to thank you today, God. Thank you for being so kind to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, God. We want to thank you, thank you, thank you, God. You said in all things, in all things, in all things, give me thanks. In all things, give me thanks. Help us to thank you. Help us to praise you. Help us to magnify your name, God. Help us, God. Help us to remember from whence we have come that you brought us to this present day. Some of you brought 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 80 years, 90 years, but you've been there all the time. You have never left us or forsake us in these 90-some years, God. And we just want to say thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, God, because of who you are. We thank you this morning, God, because you love us. You love us in spite of whatever we've done, in spite of wherever we went that wasn't right, God. You still love us, God. Help us to receive that love you give us, God. Jesus loves us, this I know, because the Bible tells us so. God, you love us. Help us to receive your love this morning. And we just say thank you this morning. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And we give your name all the honor. All the glory, all the praises go to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you.
Thank you, I would, uh, I would like for you to hear something, and then I'm going to give you your verse, and then you go home. After Mama Bell prays, and uh, we'll see what time we have left, and we'll go home on time. I was watching an episode. I've been on this fringe, as as they say in the in the streets. I've been binge watching, and uh, in my binge watching efforts, I came across this episode uh, called Unearth. And and coming across this episode unearthed, it was a scene, well, actually the whole episode, if you will, was about this young lady who uh, had what some would consider spirits. And the significance of this episode was because the preacher of the church was heavily involved in this episode. As a matter of fact, every time this young lady ended up in the hospital, the mother came with the preacher. And the main character, who's the guy by the name, one of the main characters, should I say, who's the guy by the name of Dr. Walter Bishop, came and got into an argument with the preacher. And he said, I like it. This is exactly how he said it. not in, in quote, end quote, because I don't remember it per se. But he said, I love it how church folks want to demonize everything they can't understand. And sometimes we will take basic illnesses and call them demonic spirits. Now, why did I say that? Because as I look around at what's been going on, it's very, very apparent as I've been kind of on this tangent. I've been not fussing, and I don't like to consider this fussing, but it's been more of a passionate frustration. As I look around our churches and I realize that there's something missing more and more as we view our places of worship on Sunday mornings, and I know that may be a little bit difficult over the past year because we have not been there, at least not like we're supposed to be or like uh, we're used to, should I say. But we've been missing something in those churches, those pews, even though they have been somewhat empty, those who are occupied are generally occupied by one side of the community, auspicuous or, should I say, somewhat hidden from plain sight is the reality that there are no young people there for the most part. They are not coming. They have already made up in their mind that they are no longer coming. 
And that bothers me. For some, that does not bother. And I have come to accept that that is a reality that I must live with. But for others, maybe there is a shred of hope that they can look and begin to understand why. And that episode of Fringe kind of spoke to me in a different way because sometimes I, in that episode, realized that religion and faith has sometimes been deemed as a lazy crutch. Easy to come to church and shout and holler every Sunday because, quite frankly, there's really nothing to it. The action of faith is really hard. The action of believing now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of faith I think That part of the piece of business we know as Christianity is hard. And so in that episode, the doctor began to do everything that he could to help this young lady distance herself, remove the spirits, if you will, from what had happened is that the young lady had become connected with another person's subconscious in an act her subconscious had locked horns with another subconscious. Deep down inside, there is a psychological or scientific answer for it. So this doctor had to work through various therapies to help this young lady remove those ideologies, that other person's mindset from hers. I'm not going to sit here and try to have a basic science lesson with you. Quite frankly, I don't think that I'm qualified. I failed science 14 times. But the point is that I learned from that. At the end of the piece of business, this is where, this is where it hit me because it struck my religion as well. Here come another one of those science people who want to hate on religion. And I happen to think that I'm very liberal as it pertains to science. And a lot of, a lot of you have as well. You, you've grown in liberality, if you will. This pandemic has taught you that you better listen to a doctor. But even in my liberality and listening and following the government, the CDC, and all those fine people who are leading us, that episode kind of spoke, kind of jarred me. I didn't really know how as they say, how mad I was. I had to stop and think about it real quick. How mad am I? I said, EDB, I said, hmm, how mad are you? Mm. I had to stop and rewind. First, make sure all the doors and windows was closed because I was talking to myself. I didn't want nobody to call the folks with the codes to send me away. And then I began to listen to that episode. And at the end, he quoted a verse, which I would like for you to consider today as your verse of thought. It was in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 9. I want to just read 
clause B, or C, should I say, of that verse. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9, feel free to write that down for your later consumption or reading purposes, if you will, meditation saying. The clause C said, if you do not stand firm in your faith, then you will not stand at all. Now, that says something to me, not just on what the gentleman was saying in that episode, but first let me explain where that came from in the episode. In that piece of business on earth, as I said, from the Fringe series, the mother went to the doctor after he had done all the psychedelics and scientific experiments and what have you. And he asked the doctor, she asked the doctor, she said, Dr. Bishop, he said, yes. Is my daughter finally cured? He said, yes. And he said, will it return? And he began to quote Isaiah 7, 9, in which he said, if you don't believe, you cannot have the mindset to know that this can end. Some things you don't know, but you have to believe it. That's where that part of Isaiah chapter 11, now faith of the substance things, hope for the everything. That's where that comes from. But then when I read this part and I looked at it and I turned that TV off, or I paused it, should I say, right about between uh, the 14th or 15th time I rewinded that thing and, and asked myself a question, EVB, I said, hmm. I thought about faith and how the reason why most have hidden inside of the brick building with the four walls of the steeple is because it's safe. It's like a batter who don't want to lose his place on the plate. Faith is about trying to make home runs, but for a lot of Christians, if I get my foot off this plate, there's a possibility I could strike out. So they refuse to run. I remember we was playing baseball one time, and that's where that reference came from, if you'll allow me to entertain it for a second. We was playing baseball, and this guy hit a ball, and it was me and a couple other fat boys. We were lucky that we got to home to that first base and second base. I'm telling you, we fat boys. We were lucky. And that big old boy Earl, he was a little bit bigger than me, a little bit more chubbier. Uh -huh. His asthma was a little bit harder than mine. And he was determined that he didn't want to get out. He was still in the game. So when the boy hit the ball and started taking off, we had a little bit of a traffic jam because Big Earl won't move him. 
He was scared to go from second to third or potentially to home because he was safe. Not realizing that he was literally two steps below the final piece of the process. And I thought about that and it popped into my brain that that is Christianity from a religion. As long as I get to the building, I'm safe. And if I don't go outside, if I don't engage, if I don't talk, if I don't think outside of what's normal, if I don't deal in anything that doesn't make sense, I can stay safe. So anytime something comes that is not understood, that doesn't fit inside of that parameter, that parameter those one, two, or three points on the on the baseline, on the field, as long as they don't fit in the, no, 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 that's demonic, that's bad, that doesn't, that just, that's just automatically dismissed, they're just a bunch of sinners, no, 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 they don't look like what I know, so therefore, move them, they don't fit, that, that's going to, that's going to cause me to strike out, no, but there was a psychologist who said on one occasion, he said, your faith is strong when you can take a run knowing that you will safely make it home even when your bases are loaded. It's when you don't just clinch on to one part, but you make the whole round realizing that you're going to get home. And it's going to get dirty. It's going to get hard. There's going to be some twists and some turns. There's going to be a lot that you don't understand. But ultimately, you're going to make it home. And so when I heard him say that, I really was shocked that there was the mention of the Bible on network TV. That, that was very fascinating to me, especially in these days and times and on a show like Fringe, where literally it's full of things that could be deemed as demonic. That verse popped up. Stand firm in your faith. If you don't stand firm in your faith, then you will not stand at all. And I asked myself a question, am I standing firm in my faith or am I standing firm in my religion? Because my religion will let us know that we are not free. My religion will let us know that we have no rights. But let me deal with that freedom first. Our religion will have us to believe, especially as a black man, that I'm not free, even though the Bible says who the Son has set free. They are free indeed. But somehow my faith hasn't been tapped yet. I'm living in my religion. So I walk around with my head down because of my religion, not my faith. I walk down looking as if I operate off of those societal standards, even though it says we do not weep like those who have no hope. 
be in this world, but not of this world, but be ye transformed. That's faith. Religion bees in this world, if I could use that sentence improperly, that, that made my skin crawl to say it like that, but that's how I say it. Be in the world. That's religion. But not of it. That's faith. Faith could have looked down the road to a man who was put in his grave by an assassin's bullet, but he still had faith to believe that one day we shall overcome. That, that was faith. Those persons like Dr. King and Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and all those fine men and women, they never saw it. They died without their eyes seeing the glory. Martin Luther King, even in the pit of segregation, on the eve that he would be introduced to Assassin's Bullet, said, my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Stand firm in your faith. If you do not, you can go to church every Sunday morning, but it won't mean nothing. You can dress up. You can be cute. You can kick two steps and take a dip. Y'all know how we shout. Two, two pumps on the left, dip. Two, two pumps on the right, kick. Oh, I forgot. Most of y'all are Methodists and Presbyterian. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's okay. The rest of y'all go to the 8 o'clock service. They don't do that. I understand. This morning, as I bring my, my time with you to a close, as I said, I ask you to consider, do I stand in my faith or do I stand in my religion? Because if you stand in your faith, then your faith will see not only what you witnessed yesterday, but your faith will see your, more of your brothers and your sisters, your children, your grandchildren in positions that they've never been in before. Your faith will see more of us owning and operating in a system that has somewhat been deemed against us. Your faith will one day see your grandchildren and children in a promised land that seems at this moment dark and bleak. That's what your faith will say. Your faith will cause you to sit quietly when everybody else is talking. That's what your faith says because you've, you've seen it. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Not only do you hear it, can you see it, should I say, Mama Bell, go ahead and let him hear it, okay. if you don't mind. Okay. All right. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Amen. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Praise the Lord. I hope that not only did we hear of our faith, but I hope this morning, as I just mentioned, we have seen it. That last night was a a testament that you are somebody. You were somebody before a judge declared it on a bench somewhere in Minneapolis. You were somebody. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, I was somebody. I don't really concern myself, sure do I think you should, with laws and all this other nonsense to try to hold you down. I am somebody. As they used to say back in the other day, because God don't make no junk. Amen. That is my faith. That is not my religion. And I believe that I am who I am not because I stand on my religion. That my eyes have seen the worth of my faith. As we bring this to a close today, Brother Dennis, I'm going to help you pray for those of us, not necessarily the need to be saved. You've already done that. You've been to the altar. You checked the box. Some preacher took your hand. He spit on you and threw you down into the pool for a little swim. You've already been through all that. Some of us have to get out of our religion and just click on the light of our faith. Brother Dennis, if you will. Pray with us, and then we'll be ready to go. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah, sometimes we uh, we get in the way of ourselves. Sometimes we think that, uh, you know, oh, I, put, I believe, I believe, so I'm good, I'm good. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, sometimes you you know you have to polish your shoes before you can see your face. That makes sense. Think about that for a minute. Anyway, the Lord is always with us, and He always provides for us. And uh, you know, no matter what we think, you know, no matter how we dress or how we walk, you know, God still loves us. No matter what we think, God is always there, and He always takes care of us and provides for us. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. Thank you that we can come together. We can study your word. And we can be blessed on a Wednesday morning uh, by song and prayer. You know, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You know, Lord is marching on. He will always march on. And we'll have to, we have to remember that. You know, he is there for us. Regardless of who we are, he is there. We may leave him, but he never leaves us. He's always true to us. So we thank him for that. We thank him that he provides for us and takes care of us. We just thank him in all the times, in our good times and bad times, we need to praise God. We need to praise God because he does provide for us and he does take care of us. 
And most of all, He loves us. He loves us while we were when we praise Him. He loves us when we're with Him. But most of all, He loves us no matter where we are in our walk with Him. You know, he guides us. He protects us. And we just thank Him for that. And we have to remember, if we need help, He is there. If we need guidance, He is there. And if we need love, that's fine. He is there. So God always loves us, no matter where we are or what we're doing. And we thank Him for that. We thank Him for this time together. We just ask you, bless everyone that's a part of this and that listened and heard, and that we may take it and, and use what we hear to better ourselves and to and strengthen our faith. That's why we do this. We get together so we can strengthen our faith. We can strengthen our faith in, in who we are in Jesus. No matter what we're going through, no matter what situation we're in, we must thank God and praise Him all the time. Praise God. Praise God. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are, what you've done for us. And we thank you most of all for your Son. And we thank you for our salvation. In your holy name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. See you on Wednesday, on Sunday. <laughs> all right. Blessings to everybody. Bye. God bless. God bless everyone. Okay.